tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. All right, Daniel, we have a special episode of Televised Heroics today, because we are Televised Heroics going to the movies. <laughs> uh, we decided we wanted to talk about some of the comic book movies that have been out there, uh, you know, in the past, what, 15 years? Comic book, well, not even that, because X-Men came out in 2000, uh, Blade came out in 1998, so, I mean, if you want, if you consider Blade the first, like, set of good comic book movies, uh, then we were almost at two decades. Uh, yeah. But uh, today, we wanted to talk about one not so much near to our hearts, but more of uh, one of the ones that is greatly hated. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, or you're putting it kind of, you know, kindly there. <laughs> we're talking about... DC's 2008 Green Lantern movie? Is it 2011? 2011, okay, sorry. Well, you know, I was just watching it, and in the movie, uh, Hector Hammond has a LG flip phone, so I was like, why Why does he have an LG flip phone if it's 2008, but why does he have one if it's 2011? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, that, that, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, one of the most panned uh superhero movies ever uh we might have to say that you know it's a good thing that this was made because then we got to have deadpool (laughs) in 2016 ryan reynolds finally getting to make his deadpool movie and there was a lot of uh making fun of the green lantern movie in that so daniel this was your pick why did you want to talk about this movie um, I just, um, you know, I'm a big Green Lantern fan, and this uh, movie kind of just destroyed everything about Green Lantern for me. I had so many high hopes, uh, lots of expectations. Um, you know, even Jeff Johns was like, oh, yeah, they know what they're doing. This movie's going to be awesome. I endorse it. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, uh, this is, I am the same. I have been a, a big Green Lantern fan for a very long time. Um, when hearing that they were making this Green Lantern movie, I was excited. When they got Ryan Reynolds to play Hal Jordan, I was like, that's great, you know, because Hal Jordan's supposed to be cocky. He's supposed to be quippy. He's supposed to be kind of uh, kind of a jerk. Uh, but he's a hero. He, you know, he's always going to be a hero in the end. He'll do the right thing because it is the right thing. And and Ryan Reynolds, I really think that he's got that comedy like chops and action chops that he could play pretty much any comic book hero because that's kind of what you want. But uh, this movie was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're right, Jeff Johns. You know, at the time, I be- I mean, I believe he was he just he, he was writing a lot of the the 
Green Lantern stories. I think they had just made him that uh, chief creative officer or something like that. Or the the liaison so that anytime movies were made of DC products or, or properties, he was going to be the person that they talked to and had to go through. But and he had said this was a great uh, the great movie and they were they were doing it right. But yeah, everything there was a lot of things that were just so bad about it. I mean, uh, a good reason, maybe. Uh, Berlanti and Guggenheim, uh, they wrote the screenplay for this. Uh, and as we know, they have created pretty good uh, TV shows. But, you know, they've kind of been slacking it. Uh, season two of Flash and, you know, season five of uh, Arrow. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean season four of Arrow? Oh, yeah, season four. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was like, we haven't even done season five yet, but if you want to say they're slacking it already, I, I'm, I'll be there with you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I mean, whether or not you uh, like the new Flash and the new Arrow shows, but they they are doing they are doing well. Just a second, Ugh, my phone's ringing. So it makes me wonder what you know what the original script or their script that they wrote for the Green Lantern. Because, I mean, it does kind of go along with the whole uh, Flash and Arrow, like, sort of way, because those characters on the TV shows aren't exactly like the ones that are on the, in the comic books. Right. And, and they went different directions with them, kind of. I mean, Flash in Season 2, I think, definitely jumped back onto the board of, hey, let's just do it like it is in the comic books. And... It, I think it was, it, you know, it, at least mo- most of the parts was better. Uh, so, which then made Arrow come back and be like, yeah, maybe we should stick closer to the comic books. So, had <laughs> someone, like, just been, if if some of this stuff had happened earlier, maybe we would have had a Green Lantern that looked more like what we saw in the comic books instead of the monstrosity that we saw on t- on the big screen. CG suits? <laughs> CG suit suits. I mean, I understand. I kind of understand where where they were going with that. The idea of it being it's it's pure energy and and they're in outer space, so you want it to look a little bit more outer spacey. But they could have stuck with more traditional look of the of this, like especially with the gloves and the boots and stuff like that. But I guess I I, re- I was one of the few people that didn't really have that big of a problem with the suit. But yeah, okay. it, it 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 could have been better. My my biggest problem is the mask. Why have a CG mask? <laughs> no, you're you're exactly right. There there was no reason like the whole for it to be CG the whole time was just ridiculous. Make it look like CG at first and then it starts to, you know, solidify and make itself look real, you know? So then the 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 actors actually wearing a real costume. That would have made a lot more sense. In Looked better, and then guess what? Now you have something you can sell to kids on Halloween, or adults on Halloween, <laughs> instead of those terrible-looking cloth ones that are supposed to look like the CGI ones. And then it, it, I don't know. See, um, I guess you know. Um, I mean, I feel like this was this could have been a pretty solid origin story. Um, you know. I guess just some of the writing was a little bit like iffy for me. I think that's what kind of ruined the movie or some of the uh, 
I felt like some of the motivations behind some of the current characters were um, unwarranted. You know, I think you're you're absolutely right. That's a, that's it's spot on. Like rewatching this movie, the beginning of it is is actually really good. And it it, it, it when you're setting up Hal Jordan all the way up until the point where Avancer crash lands and gives uh, Hal Jordan the ring, everything up to there is pretty good. Like. It, it follows the original origin of, of the Green Lantern. You get to see this cool dog fight between Hal Jordan and the the computerized planes. Uh, you see the, the death of Hal Jordan's father and all these things that, that make Hal Jordan who he is. But then as soon as he gets the the ring from, from Abam Sir, that's when everything starts going weird. Like, they didn't know how to complete the story. Like, what they didn't know their second act was going to be. They didn't know what was going to happen next. And so they just started throwing a bunch of things out there. Right. And, I mean, another thing, too, is uh, Green Lantern is all about, you know, constructs. Yes, you know, this is, you know, the first movie. So, you know, have to have some sort of direction. But I I don't know. I felt like a lot of missed opportunities for constructs. Uh, you know, we can have a little bit more. Yeah, it would have been expensive because of CGI, but I think it would have been pretty awesome to see. You, exactly. I think the biggest construct you really see, and the most intricate one, is the the Hot Wheels racetrack thing that he uses to save uh, the people when the helicopter goes crazy or whatever. Right. So, I mean, other than that... It's fists, it's swords, it's uh, guns. Ba- yeah, guns, baseball bats. I mean, which is tradition for Hal Jordan. He'd make baseball gloves to catch things. Uh, a big fist. We, they could have. They could have went with the whole John Stewart uh, Justice League Unlimited, where he just shoots rays of light, which would have been terrible. <laughs> so they they did try to make some constructs, but yeah. We, with when you have a device that's gonna make anything that your that your mind can think of, why not go bigger? Why why not do more extravagant things? I mean, when when Kilowog is doing his little training of uh, of Hal Jordan, he creates a sun. Like the amount of yeah. willpower that you would have to put out there so that you could create a sun that has its own gravitational pull. Is is got and and then the the willpower and the mental capacity to do that that's got to be out there. So I mean, obviously you can do all kinds of stuff with a with with a, a power ring, but yet you know we get fists <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of jet fighters that save them in the end, kinda, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> uh, so with this movie, they also. They also bring in a secondary... So, like, I guess the idea is how many villains is actually in this? Do you... So we got... <laughs> huh? We got Hector Ham. Uh, we got Hector Ham. He- oh, I'm sorry. You're just explaining it. No, no, no. That's exactly oh. what I'm, I'm asking you. What? How many villains do you, you count in this movie? Um, I mean, I kind of see the Guardians as a villain already. Okay. Uh, we got Hector Hammond. Okay. We got Parallax. Yep. And then Sinestro, it doesn't really count as a villain. I guess towards the after credit scene, which still makes no goddamn sense to me whatsoever. 
Okay, so you got three and a half. I mean, you get this, the fact that, yeah, uh, the the Guardians are kind of a villain, but they're more just like bureaucracy. They, they, they constantly think that you're, they know best, so you should do it their way. And if you don't, then, you know, you're going to get kicked out. You know, if, if you don't follow their rules, then you're going to be in trouble. Hector Hammond is this guy, and once again, they changed his character from what he was in the comic book from, to being a very intelligent man who, who gets uh, mental powers to being this sniveling, like, coward guy, and he gets infected by yellow lantern power, I guess, you know, by Paralash. shoots out of Avin Sir's body? Yeah, because, so, well, <laughs> like, well, I mean, I guess it's because... Parallax crashes into him inside the thing, and then he jumps into the plane, and then the plane gets cr- corrupted, and then he crashes on Earth. So the little bit of par- like because he 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 does this whole speech about bacteria, and then uh, the the stuff that's inside this or that that they thought was bacteria inside of his classroom, and that's when like his powers start, first start to manip- or manifest, and he's. That's when he starts to, I, I, like it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense how he gets his powers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of fueling off. Like it's they're trying to say that fear and cowardice is the, kind of the same thing. So his fear is giving him powers by powering up the fear entity inside of him. I mean, I I, I guess, and that's. Uh... Man, just, <laughs> just very unclear. It, it it is. It's very unclear. So you don't know exactly what it is that that's motivating his character. Because then eventually it's all just like he he starts to hate Hal Jordan because Hal Jordan is everything that he wants to be. He uh his his father likes Hal Jordan better. The woman that he is in love with loves Hal Jordan. You know, so he basically Hal Jordan becomes the the focus of his of his hatred or now fear so uh he just focuses on taking down Hal and then you have Parallax who really they shouldn't even have done him in this first movie like maybe hints right. of him maybe just the beginning where he took out Abinser's plane or ship or whatever but like he should have been saved for the next movie or a third movie if we ever made it that far. Yeah. And, I mean, why do they make him, you know, a fart cloud? I'm used to Parallax being, like, this dragon, lizard, snake thing, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. And I think the thing is, I mean, you can see where Warner Brothers probably stepped in and was like, well, you know, why would it look like something that's from Earth if it's from outer space? So we should just make it a, an entity, a big cloud, because it it, it also sw- it's also part guardian because there was a guardian that thought that he could control it, and the when it was just a, a light, and then when it got sucked in, it took over his body and stuff. So there's it's just it, like that, and that that part of that origin is like just thrown in right in the middle of the movie for no reason. It doesn't even need to, need to be in there. It's just it was once again a movie, a comic book movie that's suffering from doing way too much, uh, too quickly. Right. I always, uh, you know, just feel that actually Secret Origin would have been a good, you know, first Green Lantern movie. Oh, 
Secret Origin would have been a, a great, yeah, it would have been the great thing, and that's kind of what they were doing at, at the beginning of the movie. But then it just goes all over the place, and and, yep. and, and that's I mean, it, it obviously it suffered from what like Iron Man two did. It's just setting up for more stuff instead of actually making a movie. Yeah, going in different directions. Um, I mean. I mean, I guess the whole parallax getting thrown into the middle of the movie is just because Sinestro's like, well, we need to harness the power of fear so we can fight fear with fear. It's the only way it's going to work. Yeah, but see, the only reason he does that is because he uh, he is because parallax is there. So if you take out parallax from the movie, then Sinestro doesn't need to harness the yellow the yellow lantern. It's, it's it's literally there just to make itself. Like, the two things are just feeding off of each other. <laughs> so, what you yeah. should have done is that they should have... Abensur crashes into Earth. He the, the ring finds Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan goes to space, learns to become a Green Lantern. Uh, all of a sudden, he hears that Hector Hammond, from whatever reason, getting some of... It doesn't have to be parallax uh, poisoning or whatever, but... Uh, you can still keep that if you want. He has powers. He is now trying to destroy the earth or take over people's minds or kill uh, Carol Ferris, whatever. Any one of those things. Hal hears about it. He comes back to earth. Big showdown at the end. Boom. Movie's done. Second movie is about Sinestro turning on the Green Lantern Corps. Guess what? Hal Jordan has to go up against the person that trained him. The man that trained him, or the alien that trained him to be the Green Lantern that he is, he now has to go up against. Can he do it? Will he have the willpower? Or does he fear too much? At the end of it, he destroys, he, he beats Sinestro. Sinestro loses his Green Lantern ring, then finds the, the Yellow Lanterns, and, you know, has to, creates the Yellow Lantern power. Third movie, Parallax. Boom. Done trilogy, spread. Yep. It's all it's all done for you, but no, they decided to put all three things into one movie, and and nobody knew what the hell was going on. No, no idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I know I just went on this big old long rant. Uh, no, it, 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 that's what should have been. You know, that's what should have happened, and oh, uh, it's just suffered from so many missed opportunities um you know just having uh, just i don't know the way hector was written too and just the way i don't know his screams that's something that always bothered me about the movie too (laughs) his little squeals yeah no i I get you and you know a lot of people say that probably the best actor in the whole movie is peter skarsgård and like you can say that he was underused or misutilized or whatever you want to say but the, the fact of the matter is, is the character was just not written well he he's literally one dimensional and it doesn't it doesn't make any sense and then i mean they had you know another really great actor you know um they had mark strong i'm a big fan of his and you know they used sinestro for maybe 15 20 minutes of the movie exactly if, if 15 is being generous he's in there <laughs> He's in there to to move plot along several times. At the very beginning when he's talking to Abin Sir, uh the next time when he goes to uh well the next time you see him is when he's fighting Hal because he's supposed to be training him, but he he's upset with Hal because Hal is wearing Abin Sir's ring and 
fuck you for being the person that takes over his ring after after Abner died for not Hal's fault. But <laughs> after that, uh, he's sitting there with the Guardians, and the Guardians are telling him the story. Like, it's literally story time for Sinestro at that point. <laughs> and then later on, uh, you know, he, he has to, he, he wants to use the, the Yellow Lantern, or the Yellow Fear power to uh, defeat Parallax. And then, oh, hey, uh, I have all kinds of new power with this, so I'm going to use this now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Green Lanterns. Bye. <laughs> Just gets. He basically has an orgasm when he puts on the yellow ring, <laughs> which doesn't even make sense. Like literally, the 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 the, the guardians tell him that, hey, uh, this other guardian, he uh, wanted to use the power of the yellow entity to uh, try and use it as the same thing that we do with the Green Lanterns, but uh, yeah, he got consumed by it. It's way too dangerous. So what do you want to do about it? I will use it to to defeat Parallax. Then, okay, sure, why not? You know, just, it doesn't make any sense. He like literally just told him that it's not it's it's gonna consume you. Oh no, I'll do, I'll go ahead and do that plan again. Oh, it'll be fine. Just tr- just trust me. Just trust me. It, it'll be fine. We'll we'll do it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing too is, I mean, they. I mean, I know they don't go into very much explanation, but if you're a Green Lantern fan, you know that, you know, fear overpowers will. So how, you know, trying to fight Parallax, uh, Parallax head on, you know, that's just useless. That's just stupid. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, you, you had to take this movie. If there, you got to wonder if they were thinking, are there going to be enough people that understand what, what happens in the Green Lantern universe or, or do we have to over explain everything? And I really feel like they didn't. They they took into account that they thought everybody was going to know what a Green Lantern was and what you know what happens with the Green Lantern Corps. Instead of you know, they thought it was like Batman and Superman. Like you can throw a Batman Superman at, at people and they'll be like, Yeah, I know Batman is Bruce Wayne. I know uh, Superman is Clark Kent. I know Clark or Superman's from Krypton. But not a lot of maybe not a lot of people are going to know that Hal Jordan is is the Green Lantern. Some of them might even still think John Stewart is the Green Lantern. You know, right? I mean, that's the one I grew up with uh, watching Justice League. John Stewart. And see, my Green Lantern uh, growing up because when I started reading Green Lantern comic books was Kyle Rayner. So because it was already after Emerald Twilight and New Dawn okay, or whatever he, it was called. After <laughs> you know. Uh, he kind of gets consumed by uh, Parallax and goes batshit crazy on Earth and kills a shit ton of Green Lanterns. Exactly. So the, the last Green Lantern was, was Kyle Rayner, and that was my Green Lantern when I started reading. So it, it, there's, you know, I think there was way too much uh, on the part of the, the writer and the director to be like, oh, people will already know what some of this stuff means. And, and that was a, a misstep. Yeah. A lot. And, I mean, I don't know why they disregarded, you know, giving a little bit more information. They gave out a lot of information. And it was very clear and very detailed when Tomare was explaining everything to, you know, how when he first arrives at Oa. Right. They and did. I didn't get confused. I understood everything he said. <laughs> it all makes sense. So it, it, I, you know, I just don't know where it was, it, who it was, if it was the writers or if it was, uh, you know, the studio or or the director himself, which I think was uh, 
I want to say Mark Wright, who directed this. Let me let me look it up real fast. It's just like someone in the movie Campbell, Martin Campbell, I think, is the one who directed it. He, he directed uh, some other, uh, you know, they uh, just wasn't paying attention for whatever reason. Right. I uh, I want to know who you know was the editor and supervised the scripting as well or the <laughs> writing. So yeah, Martin Campbell. Now Martin Campbell made. And I can see why they decided to go with him for for the Green Lantern movie. He made Casino Royale, he made uh, the Legend of Zorro, he ra- he made the Mask of Zorro, he made Goldeneye. Um, lots of I mean, lots of big movies and then TV shows and all kinds of the, a director that would have been per- great great for this role, but or for this project, but obviously just made a misstep. Now, also have to say that. After this movie, I think Ryan Reynolds kind of went into a uh, uh, blacklist in Hollywood because, <laughs> like, he literally had almost nothing for like a couple years after the. Like, he had a few movies at right after it, but that was because he was still hot before like this movie um, started to ruin him. I guess or like put him on the blacklist. Uh, cause he got like, what, R.I.P.D. and, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Captive, Turbo, the Crudes, you know, these are all the change up. These are all things that, um, that would have been, he probably had the deal made already, uh, before Green Lantern came out, but Green Lantern came out and bombed and he didn't have anything. Like before Deadpool, Woman in Gold, did you watch that? No. Did you watch Mississippi Grind? No. Did you watch The Captive? No. Did you watch Selfless? I did watch Selfless, but that, you know, it wasn't great. (laughs) 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 But uh, then you put, and then he finally gets Deadpool up and running, and now people want him to be in stuff again. Yeah. Because he got his way. (laughs) Which is funny, uh, you know, because that... Green when they when they announced that he was going to be playing Hal Jordan Green Lantern, like he got on social media at the time, or at least not social media, but he got on uh, interviews and stuff, and he said, uh, "Unfortunately, uh, you know, Fox is dragging their feet with making Deadpool, so I'm going to jump on this, and if we make part two of Green Lantern, I'm not going to make a Deadpool movie. There's, that's just not going to happen." And I mean, I guess we we have to be lucky that that Green Lantern bombed so that we can get the great Deadpool movie that he tried he he's been trying to make for what nine years. He's always been pushing for that movie. Do you know where it was that he found out about Deadpool? Where on Blade Trinity when he was doing Blade Trinity, uh, someone on the crew uh, walked over to him and said, "You know what? There's this comic book character called Deadpool. You would be great." To play him, he you, you have the same personality, and so he read the book and he loved it. Nice. So from from then on, he he kept trying to be, he kept talking about it to people, being wanting to be in it, and you know, finally, <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine came along. He got to play Wade Wilson, and then Baraka Pool, and <laughs> and everybody was like, ah, that's terrible. They ruined Deadpool, and he you got to be like, he's got to just be like, God. Dang it, I really wanted to play this role, and we screwed it up. All right, let's try doing this Green Lantern thing. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it! <laughs> I wanted to be a superhero, and they really screwed it up. All right, someone let me do Deadpool now. <laughs> so, ah, damn! Just had you know a little bad string of luck for a while. He did. He, he really did. But you know the his uh, pushing to get this movie or getting to get Deadpool made just really shows how much of a fan and how dedicated he was to it. But, yeah. you know, I, I guess the one, you know, a good thing that did come out of Green Lantern for him is that he got, he met Blake Lively and they, they got married and they've had, they have a daughter now. So that's good for him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, we can say uh, for Mark Strong, his career, you know, didn't really get killed by this movie. Thank God. And he's been doing a couple of other comic book movies as well. Right. So do you think that I, maybe that's because of... Now, do you dedicate that to the fact that Mark Strong is just a really good actor? Or is it because of the CGI makeup that his character had to had to be in? So people don't... Like, a lot of people don't associate him with that movie. Well, it's probably... You know what? Probably the makeup... I mean, yeah, it's, uh, that's that's kind of what I, I would think, too, because don't get me wrong. I, I'm right there with you. He is a great actor, and uh, I love just about everything that he's in. But I think that people don't think about the fact that he's in that movie. Like, like, like at first, when, when Tropic Thumber, Thunder came out, no one really knew that was Tom Cruise that was in that suit, you know? Oh, my God. So yes. people, people don't immediately associate Tom Cruise with top, Tropic Thunder. So people don't immediately immediately associate Mark Strong with being in Green Lantern, right? And then pretty much all the other lanterns were just voiceovers. Exactly, yeah. Tomar Ray, which was Jeffrey Rush, you know, yep. you, don't, you don't think about the fact that uh, Captain Barbosa was in Green Lantern, <laughs> and unfortunately, Mark uh, Michael Clark Duncan Clark passed Clark away, Duncan. but he did he did a great voiceover for. Uh, for Kilowog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had a great cast. That's all I got to say, but everybody was underused. So, okay, you know, venture off from the, the movie a little bit right now, but still staying on topic. We have a Green Lantern Corps movie coming out supposedly in the next five years, three years, uh, three to five years. Do you do you think since it's called Core, do you think it's gonna we're gonna see like uh, the four main Green Lanterns from Earth? You know, I honestly don't know. I'm hoping for a John Stewart, but I don't know if we're gonna see our four. You know, we're gonna see Kyle. Uh, we're gonna see Guy, and uh, you know, Hal. You don't know, or you don't think so? I don't think so. Okay, so. I, I mean, I think with the idea that they call it the Green Lantern Corps, the movie, I would I would definitely have multiple Green Lanterns from Earth, let alone have the whole core. So, I still have my theory from Suicide Squad in my head. I don't know. I've told you that theory, right? Um, you probably have, but I've uh, probably forgotten, so go ahead and refresh okay, my memory. Okay, so I, I'm just saying... I have no idea if this is true. I haven't read anything about it. But the fact that you have a Green Lantern Corps movie coming out really soon and they haven't announced any actors to play any of the Green Lanterns, to me, is really suspicious. Because if you think about it, we've known 
that uh, uh, The Rock is going to play Black Adam for the like the last seven years. Like he's been attached to that movie forever. <laughs> we know who Cyborg is, even though his movie's not supposed to come out to like 2019, I think. So they they are casting these people really far out, but yet no Green Lantern. So what I think is going to happen at the end of Suicide Squad is you're going to find out that Deadshot, played by Will Smith, is not actually Deadshot, but Jon Stewart in disguise. Oh my god. (laughs) So I think Will Smith is going to be playing Jon Stewart. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And I think that's what you're going to find that out at the end of the the movie. Okay. So, because do you remember in that, um, the animated movie, uh, Assault on Arkham? Actually, I've never seen that one. You've never seen that one. Okay. Well, I don't no. want I don't want to ruin the su- the surprise for you then. Okay. Okay. No, actually, go ahead. I I do want to watch it, but go ahead. Well, okay. Well, okay then. There's a character in it. Uh, I think his name is Black Spider or something like that. He's one of the group members. And by the end of the movie, you find out that it's actually Batman. Like Batman was portraying this Suicide Squad member. Uh, to to find out what they were what what their big plan was, so uh, I think that they might pull a little bit of that from from that storyline. Oh shit! It's a good twist, right? So to me, that's in, that. I think that was that's a, a. I think that's an interesting thing in the whole scheme of it. Whether or not that ends up being true is completely out there and up to fate, but. We will find out here in what a couple of weeks from now when Suicide Squad finally comes out. Yeah. Or why can't we just have you know the Diggle uh, you know theory? <laughs> hey, I the Diggle theory still to me still counts because that's that's in the TV universe and D, and Warner Brothers has made it a big point to say that the TV universe and the movie universe are two completely different universes. <laughs> it's true. So I am all for uh, John Diggle being John Stewart Diggle. Who knows? Maybe in a different Earth or a different universe, we'll see him as you know the Green Lantern on the TV universe. Hey, maybe in the Flashpoint universe, we'll find out that he's Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so getting back to the movie. Uh. Where would you think, what was another big part that, actually, you know, we don't need to talk about what we keep keep talking about, what we thought was wrong. Is there any part that you thought was good? Um, let's see. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, just like you said, you know, the intro, um, up to Love and Sewer, that was uh, really cool, um, really well written. I, um, let's see, I'm trying to think what other part was, uh. I mean, I guess the monologue was a little bit weak, but, uh, you know, just um, having this how Jordan, just how he is from the comics, standing up for what he believes in and always, you know, standing up to, you know, the Guardians. Yes, exactly. You know, and that's it's always been a big, or at least as long as I've been reading how Jordan Green Lantern books, it's been a big thing for how Jordan to be like, the, tell the Guardians that they're wrong, that they aren't, you know, they aren't supposed to be there to just uh tell the the lanterns what to do because in the comic book history of green lanterns we know that the guardians created the manhunters before they created the guard before they created the the green lanterns and the manhunters were just robots that the guardians told what to do and they gave them instructions 
or as in RoboCop, uh, Prime Directives. And they took it to the, you know, the extreme. And they, they destroyed all of Izumult, which was, uh, you know, Atrocitus's home planet, which created the Red Lanterns. So it, if they wanted to stick with robots, they wouldn't have picked living beings, which is what we, be, what we, what we get with the Green Lanterns. You know, people that can think for themselves, make their own decisions, uh, make those split decisions that they need, which is kind of what uh, Hal Jordan was trying to say when he was racing those sabers in the movie. He, he the, the 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 computerized fighter planes uh, didn't know how to change up what they were doing when they when they encountered a problem. Like whereas right. Hal Jordan was able to compensate, even though he does end up destroying his plane, he still he still survives and and won the war game. Or the dogfight. Yeah. Um, let's see. What uh, What's a point that, you know, you really like that, you know, since we've been bashing this movie, what's uh, what's a point you really like in the movie? I, I like the idea that they they kept uh, Hal Jordan with this, uh, with his, his uh, connection to his family. Like, I think the big part of his, of Martin Jordan, you know, being his father and, being a test pilot and, and uh, working for Ferris Air, just as just as well, just like he ends up doing. Because you know, being there the day that his father died, uh, you know, for most kids might make it so that they never wanted to get on a plane, but for how Jordan made it so that he wanted to to do exactly what it was, he, he still wanted to do exactly what his father did, be a test pilot. You know, so I think. And then, and then you see the older his old his brothers when they're older, and he's kind of uh, passing along his infatuation with uh, planes onto his nephew, and that that structure of family that it still keeps Hal grounded, I guess, lack for a better word, is what makes him not a villain, you know? Because for yeah, if you want to put it. A certain way you could follow in this movie you can follow where uh Hal Jordan and Hector Hammond are pretty much the same except for the fact that Hector has doesn't have a loving family like Hal does and just uh and he even says it he's like I know you know never living up to expectations I know what you're going through he's like I go through that all the time I've also lived in fear so yeah you're right they were you know the same they just, you know, for one reason, you know, they both went separate paths. Yeah, one one reason alone made it so that one of them was a, became a villain and the other one became a hero. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> when you came out, so the idea for this movie, this would have been, let's see, what a couple of years ah, after. Crap, I lost you. Okay. Can you hear me right now? Yeah. So this would have been a couple years right after Superman Returns came out, and a few years after Batman Begins came out, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, I think what Superman Returns was two thousand six, two thousand five or oh six. Oh, okay. And uh, Batman Begins. Do you remember when that was? Oh four or oh five. So no, you're actually probably right. it's probably oh six because uh, Batman Begins was oh four or oh five. So if you took into account and this came out in 2011, this could have been like the formation of uh, of the Justice League kind of being 
in the DC Warner Brothers universe, cinematic universe. Had Superman Returns actually did well, and this movie actually done well, uh, you know, we could have went further with the the Justice League. Maybe finally got a Wonder Woman movie or much earlier than we're going to be getting one, uh, and a Flash movie much earlier than we would have got one. Right. How would you have felt with How- Bale and Ruth and Hal Jordan forming the Justice League? So, um, I would have liked it because, um, you know, I feel like Brendan Ruth, um, even though we've talked about this uh, when we're walking the Exhibitor Hall at Comic-Con, that, you know, Brendan Ruth, they made him a lot like, you know, the Christopher Reeves uh, Superman I did feel like this Superman was a lot, you know, campier, a lot happier, unlike, you know, not saying that Henry Cavill's doing a bad job, but, you know, um, we have that darker, you know, Superman. I think it would have been um, really diverse because, you know, uh, Batman in the, Justice, in the Justice League, he should be the only one brooding, not everybody in the Justice League. <laughs> You know, I find that funny because I remember when uh, Superman Returns came out, everybody, a lot of people started labeling Brandon Routh the the emo Superman because there was the the one scene where he's kind of floating outside of the house where Lois and her son are, and he's just kind of being like creepy emo stalker. But now (laughs) you just referred to him as a happier version as opposed to uh, Henry Cavill's, so... Like, Zack Snyder just doubled down. He was like, you know what? E- more emo. That's what we need from our <laughs> Superman. <laughs> more brooding, more of a frowny face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, which I, I find hilarious. But yeah, you're right. Um, I think had... I, I really think that Brandon Routh could have would, would have been a great Superman. Uh, he didn't ha- I, We didn't need someone that looked like Christopher Reeves. But his square jaw and his... Uh, stature was really good. Like it, 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 it would have worked had it just been a different director. Brian Singer, to me, is too stuck up with this. Not, not stuck up. Too like uh, stuck on this idea of of superheroes all have to be these outsiders. Like the and that has to plague them all the time. That because and that kind of worked. That worked for his X Men because they are outsiders that are persecuted against. Superman's not really persecuted against. People love Superman. He saves people's lives. He wears blue and red like the American flag, you know? He he's he's about truth, justice in the American way. There's it's, it's it, the people love him and and it, that what's that's what sets him apart from other superheroes and other heroes like Batman. Yep. <laughs> Especially with Batman. It's like, no, we got to do it my way. <laughs> the right way. Yeah, so... It, I am the vengeance. I am the knight. <laughs> which, it, it just... It, it it was a real... So, like, I'm trying... That, yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that, you know, Superman, as Brandon Routh, would have, I think, w- could have done well under a different director. Uh, obviously, I still like Christian Bale as Batman. I think... To to date, I still say that he's the best uh, live action Batman. Uh, I know a lot of people have now jumped onto the Ben Ben Affleck uh, wagon, 
I I'm reserving mine until the next time I see him as Batman because I really it really didn't do anything for me in in Batman v Superman. So great now people are going to hate you for saying that. That's fine with me. People can hate me. Send all your hate towards me at agent underscore of the underscore bat on Twitter. Uh, but then and then having like I said, Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern as Hal Jordan. It could have been great. He 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 has the cockiness, he has the comic timing, and he has the look. So it, it would have it would have worked out great. But obviously the the two movies that we mentioned before just did not do well. So there was no point in going forward. The Nolan Batman movies just did well. <laughs> uh, so yeah. they were just like Batman. Let's just make Batman movies forever until the end of time. And oh. they could. <laughs> and then you know what? Let's make the other heroes like Batman. So we'll just keep doing that. Because that's what's selling. <laughs> that's what people like. And that's why, you know, we have, um, you know, Stephen Amell as uh, Batman on TV right now, just wearing a green <laughs> arrow disguise. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so not to uh, bash this anymore, but where where else would you have gone with the the storyline in this movie? Okay, hmm. maybe focus more on a uh, Sinestro and um, Hal relationship. I That's mean, yeah, I... that would have made sense because at at first he he doesn't like he doesn't like Hal Jordan because of the whole idea that uh he has Abinser's ring and he doesn't deserve it but i i really see that they could have become of uh and they that's what they did in the comic book but they could have been more of a a mentor student relationship right and i mean in uh in secret origins they have a moment together which is actually you know like a legit moment between each other that they put their differences aside and they actually agree on something and you know work together yeah which why wouldn't they they're all they're they're green lanterns they're all supposed to be part of the same team why wouldn't they end up uh being able to work together and learn from each other exactly what uh what would you like to explore on you know this movie or touch more on um I really would have liked it if he stayed in space more. I think that how Jordan, like, it it should have been, I don't want to say a, an academy type movie, but he should have been out in space, like, learning how to use his ring more. I think we don't, we, like, we don't need more montages or anything, but we needed to see more uh, of what that you uh, of what the expanded universe looked like because this is supposed to be like he he kind of touches on it when he's uh talking to excuse me Tomar Ray for the first time he's like, or to well, I don't know remember who it was he's talking to at first but he says you know I, how can I d- uh, be a how can I uh, patrol the universe when I didn't even know there was other things out here? So, I mean, this it should have been a bigger thing for him to to learn about all these different races that are out here, species that are out here, and learn what he can and cannot do with his ring. I agree. 
So that I mean, that's where I would have spent more of the time in the movie. Like and like I said, then eventually he would get word that, hey, you know, Hector Hammond is is doing some shit. You need to come back for what you know, whoever it is that told him. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. I mean, what else could you know? Could we possibly focus on here? Uh. Would you have liked to see them? Because we get the starts of the of the of the Yellow Lantern, obviously. Would you have liked to see them get into the more of the, the emotional spectrum? Would you have liked to seen Violet, Indigo, Red, Blue? I think that would have been a little bit too overwhelming for those that don't know anything about the Green Lantern comics. So that could have been saved for another movie. I mean, and then I guess that's, that's more than I was talking about. Would in a three part trilogy, would you have liked to seen a, a, a full spectrum war? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> See, I, I think I, I'm going along with your first your first thought though. I think it would have been too much for for uh, a regular audience. Even like by a third movie, the, if you just kept adding in more colors, I think more people would just be like, oh well, then it doesn't it doesn't really matter, you know. Right. It just it would have been too much. But I also said the same thing about Civil War. Like back when Iron Man first uh was a movie in two thousand and eight, I would said I said they're never gonna make a Civil War uh movie because it's just too much. There's too many things happening in that book. But here we are, two thousand sixteen, they made Captain America Civil War and I it's my favorite movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw how many times? Uh, I believe I saw it three times in the theater. Damn. <laughs> and now I'm just waiting for the Blu-ray so I can watch it over and over and over again. <laughs> and, and I mean, uh, Batman Superman, right? You know, no, you... no, <laughs> no, <laughs> just stop. I will, I will buy Batman v Superman, the ultimate edition, just so I can watch it, see the special features and then burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I partake in the burning? Sure. I mean, they don't. Sweet. Warner Brothers doesn't care. I already paid for it. They, I can do whatever I want with it after I bought it. <laughs> so, you know, what if we're like all the fanboys are like, oh my God, the Ultimate Edition? Yes. You know, if that happens, then that happens. But I just can't see that happening. <laughs> it, it literally, I mean, 30 more minutes of that movie cannot make the movie better. It cannot be like, hey. It like all makes sense now. It, it it Batman killed people for good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> There's never gonna be good reasons. No, exactly. There are never <laughs> good reasons for Batman to kill. <clears throat> Final thoughts on the Green Lantern movie. Uh man. It, it, I don't know. Really honestly, I don't know. It's more hate than the love thing, but there are a few things that really did stand out from it. If if they would have... Okay, I guess if they would have made it 10 years earlier, it probably wouldn't have been... We, 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 it obviously... I don't know. If they had made it earlier, like around the time the first X-Men movie came out, or the first Spider-Man movie came out, <clears throat> do you think they would have been? it would have been any different? Um, it would have probably been a lot campier and a lot cheesier. Would that have been okay with you, or would that have been uh, worse? Um, I think it would have been one of those 
probably a cult classic movie or like a movie getting cult following if it was a lot campier. It would have probably also bombed if it was done a lot earlier, I feel like. Okay. So we also have, uh, you know, like we, we spoke earlier, the Green, Green Lantern Corps movie coming out in three to five years. So do you think this one will be better or what do you think it will be worse? I hope so. I hope that DC really is learning from their mistakes. Okay. And Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers. I I really feel like it's Warner Brothers is the one that really manipulates what happens with these movies more than anything else. But I have no idea. I don't work in Hollywood. I have no, you know, standing anywhere. So uh, I couldn't tell you. Now, I I have to say the same. I I really hope, I really hope that they they learn from their mistakes. But they didn't learn from their mistakes with, with, with Man of Steel. So... I don't know what I could say for uh, learning from their mistakes from Batman v Superman. But Wonder Woman sounds like it's shaping up to be a good movie. I know. And did you see the recent stills that they released? Yeah. Uh, they, they looked pretty awesome. So yeah, well, I'll have to reserve my judgment for that movie until I see it, as I should. Uh, we'll yep. have to find out what the Green Lantern Corps movie ho- holds for us. Had they done a Green Lantern movie around the time they did Spider-Man and, and the first X-Men movie, I think it would have just been super dark. Because, like, if you look at, like, the X-Men movie, it, it it had this, everybody was in black leather, and, you know, it was, everything was shot at night, and I, I just feel like it would have been, we would have had a lot of the same with a, a Green Lantern movie. Like, it might not have been space. It would have been, like, these guys who were just, patrolling the city with green lanterns like actual green lanterns <laughs> oh, God, that sounds terrible <laughs> uh but i think that's where we're gonna wrap it up for today on the green lantern movie starring ryan Reynard, ryan ryan reynolds directed <laughs> by martin campbell uh if you had some input that you want to throw in there about uh what you thought of that movie maybe you're one of the few that actually liked it a lot because i know there are people out there that did i've I've talked to them uh i don't understand them but i have talked to them (laughs) (laughs) and uh you want to put in your two cents so you can reach me at at agent underscore of the underscore bat on twitter daniel you can reach me on twitter at uh daniel von helvet and you can reach Geek Elite Radio at Geek Elite Radio on, on, on Twitter. And then Geek Elite Radio on Facebook is where we do a lot of our conversation. Uh, be a part of our community. Come add your two cents. We, we try and post a lot. We try and uh, spark a lot of conversations. And uh, we'd love for you to be a part of it. Also, make sure you check out our website, geekeliteradio.com, where you can, see, where you can listen to uh, archived episodes of this podcast and other shows on our network. But until next week, where we're going to be talking about another comic book movie, because we're still continuing with our summer of movies on televised heroics, we're talking about The Losers, a comic book movie uh, with who would one day become Captain America, Chris Evans, (laughs) and 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 Negan. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, uh, Thomas Wayne as well. Oh, and Thomas Wayne. There you go. So. Uh, if you want to, you want to listen, or if you want to watch that movie, if you haven't yet, uh, watch it before we we talk about it. Then go right ahead. 
But until then, this has been Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.